<laughs> Welcome to Double Take. I'm Rick. I'm Lori. She's Lori. And we're the, would you like fries with that? Because we're the fries. <laughs> I know. And we are brought to you by Oneness Ministries and the Stream Grace Network. Mm-hmm. Find us at uh, oneness-ministries.org. The podcasts are on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all sorts of places. We're also on YouTube and Rumble. Yep. So you just can't get away from us no matter how all hard you try. We are on all of that. Um, and once again, uh, even before we get started, if you're interested in getting study guides to any of these podcasts. Yes, this is new. Yeah. This will be just our third time, I think. Yeah. So uh, send us your email and your name and we'll put you on the list and we'll start sending you these every Wednesday when the new one drops. You can see all the stuff we research and written and study it yourself and tell us if we did it wrong or not which we didn't by the way because <laughs> we're very very careful <laughs> and if you don't agree with us that's fine that's tough <laughs> <laughs> and we're looking to have conversations with you guys yes we are. Um, we offer some uh, if you're local we offer some community opportunities so check out like what <laughs> what community opportunities do we offer for women we have a a book club called book ish you have a special one coming up don't you well no because by the time this comes out it will have been two days ago but good job <laughs> so it's one <laughs> just we'll edit that out yeah. um it's uh the second monday of every month um and uh I'll let you know what book we're doing, but you can check on Facebook and find out which book we're doing. And then you have something too, don't you, Rick? I have Oneness for Guys. And what is Oneness for Guys? Who's it it for? It's for guys. (laughs) Oh, for guys. Yes. So we have something for women and something for guys. Yes. And we meet the third Saturday of every month and we usually have a breakfast. Usually or as in always? Um, I'm trying for always. Yeah. And so last time we had Mountain Man breakfast. Which is whatever he decides it is. No, it's not. It's a real recipe. (laughs) The real recipe. The one before we had pigs in a blanket. Mm. The one before that, you made a casserole breakfast. Yeah, I cooked for Oneness for Guys. Yes, you did. You all pay attention to that. (laughs) And then something we do together is Mm -hmm. called Room of Grace. Mm -hmm. Tell them about Room of Grace, Lori. (laughs) It's very unstructured. It's uh, kind of like this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We people come over and we just kind of have a conversation about stuff. We ask, what about this and what about that? And Mm -hmm. we ask uh, questions that maybe you don't feel comfortable asking in a church setting or a Sunday school setting. And here you can ask whatever you want. Yeah. May not be able to talk about it, but you can ask. No, we'll talk about it. We will. And uh, those are the first Monday of every month. Yes, they are. I'm sorry, first Thursday. Oh, yeah, first Thursday. Thursday of every month. Anyway, all that stuff, go to the homepage of our website and you'll find all that. That's and right. On Facebook and X and Instagram and stuff like that. Yep. So, well, anyway. Yes. So, uh, first of all, this is coming out on Valentine's Day, oh, hence the little hearts. The white shirt. Red so and I, white. Yeah. I didn't have anything with hearts on it. so <laughs> Which I'm kind of glad about that. <laughs> um, so, it kind of is appropriate that we're going to talk about God's love. Yes. So, this is the next in the series of the character of God. Uh, that we're doing and uh, Oops. we're t- <laughs> sorry <laughs> we're defined we're trying to define the goodness of God and so we started that 
we started with what's your is your view of God? Does it matter? And yes. of course, yes, it does. And then we talked about what does goodness look like um, as far as the goodness of God. And so part of the other characteristics of God is our love and faithfulness. Mm. So that's that's where we want to go today. Well, I'm going to start with his faithfulness. Why don't you? I, I just because it's I have to because it's here on this screen. That's right. <laughs> Is God's faithfulness an attribute, or what defines Him? Hmm. First Corinthians, no, Galatians five twenty two and twenty three. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy. Peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faith, meekness, self control. Against such things there is no law. Now this is this is an important statement because these obviously are the, the fruits of the spirit and fruit. it's God's the fruit, fruit of the singular. spirit and God is in us. And so these attributes are are our attributes, but they also define him. Mm-hmm. And because they're in us and because he's in us, it defines us. And the statement at the end of this, against such things there is no law, is an indication that we are not under the law because these things aren't produced by the law. These things are who God is and who he causes us to be by indwelling us. So we have, as believers, we have all those things in us. It's called fruit. As I said before, it's singular. Mm-hmm. All of these things are in you. Now, we may not, and speaking for myself, exhibit um, patience all that well. Don't say a word. Um, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that it doesn't exist in me. We, we get to access that, and we learn how to do that better and better as time goes on. But right. we, we possess all of those, all of that one fruit. And a part of a part of the sanctification sanctification process. Now we are sanctified at salvation, but we spend the next eighty years, years figuring out what it means to be sanctified. And these define sanctification. And as we grow in that and grow in the understanding of our sanctification, these things become more. Um, they are exhibited more by by who we are. It's kind of like. When you know, if you look at a baby and you can kind of pinpoint the day that a baby figures out they have hands mm-hmm. or a tongue or something, <laughs> I mean, that's true because yes, you, it is true. That's just you just see that they were like, Hey, I just figured that out. So, but they had it all along, yeah. So, we have all of these things, mm-hmm. we are just discovering more and more that that they're real that and they that define they, us, they define us, yes. Yeah, I like that exactly. Mm-hmm. And another verse that I really, really like liked in, in researching this is from first Corinthians one, eight and nine. He shall also confirm you to the end, that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Christ. God is faithful by whom you were called to the fellowship of his son Jesus Christ our Lord. Hmm. Now I I I did some I was curious about the term the day of our Lord. Hmm. And there are many um, ways that that is interpreted. Uh, the most common one was when he comes back. Or That's when, where most people would go. I would yeah, think that's where yeah. I would go. And it, it, you know, they they call it Judgment Day. Now we are already judged. We are judged righteous. And when we go before Christ 
on his day. He grasps our face in his hands and he looks in our eyes and he said, let's celebrate what I did through you. That is, that is our judgment day. That's nice. That's good. That's very nice. Mm. So the faithfulness part is he will confirm you to the end. He, he's faithful. Yes. Yes, he to is confirm faithful. us to the end, to and so that the end. what you described is the end, supposedly, mm-hmm. in some ways, yeah. And also by whom you were called mm-hmm. into the fellowship of His Son. We didn't find Him. Mm-hmm. There was a song we used to sing in church. I found Jesus. Mm-hmm. That is not true. He called you to Himself, yeah. and that call is extended and um, applicable to everyone. Unfortunately, not everyone receives it. Well, with love, there's a choice. Yeah, there is a choice. There has to be a choice with mm-hmm. love. This is an ama- amazing statement. Are you quoting the, someone here? Uh, I think Matthew so. Matthew Henry? Yes. Yes. Yes, Matthew Henry. Okay. Thank you. I like to know where it's coming from before I hear it. Yeah. In case it's just you, I might not listen. So bear with me as I read this. <laughs> of the encouraging hopes... The apostle had them from time to time. Had of them. Had of, had of them from time to time to come. Founded on the power and love of Christ and the faithfulness of God. He who had begun a good work in them, that's Galatians 5.1, and carried it on thus far would not leave it unfinished. Those that wait for the coming of our Lord Jesus will be kept by him and confirmed to the end. And those that are all that are so will be blameless in the day of Christ, not upon the principle of a strict judge justice, but gracious absolution, not a not in rigor of law, but from rich and free grace. How desirable it is to be confirmed and kept of Christ for the purpose of this. How glorious are the hopes of such a privilege whether for ourselves or others, to be kept by the power of Christ from the power of our own corruption and Satan's temptations, that we may appear without blame on that on the great day. What a great expectation, especially when the faithfulness of God comes in to support our hopes. He who has called us into his fellowship, his son, is faithful and will do it. He who has brought us into near and dear relation to Christ, into sweet and intimate communion with Christ, is faithful. He may be trusted with our dearest concerns that those that come at his call shall never be disappointed in their hopes in him. If we approve ourselves faithful to God, we shall never find him unfaithful to him. To us. I'm sorry, to us. He will not suffer his faithfulness to fail. Mm. The resource of this, like you said, was Matthew Henry. Mm. That Psalm eighty nine thirty three was that last verse you read. He will not suffer his faithfulness to fail. That's pretty powerful. Conc- yeah. Con- concrete. Yeah, concrete. Yes. He won't. He can't. That's good. Second Thessalonians three three, but the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you from evil that is the that is a, that is a, a reality for us that is a fact of our lives that is god's precious truth 
God is faithful. God's faithfulness defines him and those he inhabits. Another verse from 1 Thessalonians. Now we command you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother who walks disorderly and not after the teachings which he has received from us. I didn't intend for that to be in there. (laughs) I was trying trying to figure out how that went to faithfulness. That was was not supposed to be there. Just disregard that, or put it where it belongs yeah. in a different category. Yes, we'll discuss apparently that not later. in faithfulness. <laughs> but he is faithful, and that's true too. <laughs> because by the words of the law, none of all flesh will be justified in his sight. For through the law, knowledge is the knowledge of sin. I thought I took these out. <laughs> <laughs> Might want to read them to yourself before yeah. you read them out loud. And it's a great statement. You know, it was part of his studying, and it just kind of ended up in yeah, there. It did. So, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> I'm looking at these and making sure this one this one is applicable. Oh, good. It's Titus three five through six. Not by the works of righteousness which we have done, hmm. but according to His mercy He saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. He is faithful to do that. Mm. So when you think of God being faithful to you personally, yes, yes. what does that look like? It looks like relationship. Mm. It looks like intimacy. It looks like he and I are one. Mm. I think his thoughts, um, my thoughts are his thoughts, and we are united in a way that only he can cause. Mm. And he is faithful to that. Now, I have the capacity to sometimes misunderstand. No. I know, you're all surprised by that. Mm, Especially me. But he is faithful even when I'm not. Even when I make a mistake. And he's continues to reveal those things to us so that we will understand yes. at some point. Yes. Even though it's it's not always <clears throat> crystal clear. It's well Finish that sentence. Well I think I'm going to finish it later. But oh, okay. okay. But no, I, a lot of times he answers in a different way. And it's still the answer, but it's not what you expected. Just like sometimes. Yeah. Just like with Job. You know, he didn't ever answer Job why. He answered Job with who? With who he was. Who he is, yes. But he answered him. Yes. And so um, I think that if we mishear or if we, you know, don't hear it or I don't think he stops. I think he is, it, I think he shows his faithfulness in continuing to communicate to us in ways that we can understand and being patient while we try to um, find our way through stuff. You know, you made me think of the the verse where uh, Jacob is wrestling mm-hmm. the angel or Jesus or whoever it was he yeah, was wrestling. Yeah, it may have been the spirit of God, yeah. yeah. And towards the end, the sun was coming up, and <laughs> just like all humans, Jacob's thinking, thinking he's in control of this, <laughs> and he said, I'm not going to let you know, go until you tell me your name. And <laughs> That whomever, scared God, yeah, didn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. and whomever he was wrestling said, I'm not going to tell you who I am. I'm going to tell you who you are. Mm-hmm. And he changed his name. Yep. That is the... 
indication of encountering, living in, understanding God's faithfulness. He doesn't tell you who he is. He tells you who you are. Well, he does both, depending on the situation. But you learn who he is because of who you become. Yes. Yes. I agree. Do you think? I do. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, obviously we're trying to cover a lot of characteristics of God in Mm -hmm. a a handful of podcasts, and we're not going to do that, but faithfulness was is huge yes um i think that understanding that that god is good goes hand in hand with he can't be good if he is not also love (laughs) yeah yes why are you laughing no because god (laughs) is love yes yes and and i just said that yeah i'm and i'm 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 affirming you (laughs) um it's it's comforting for me um, because it makes it easier for me to trust him. As it, I, I tell myself that a lot. If he's good and if he's love, then I can continue to go through this and, and look, try to look at things differently. Um, I love, and I, I think I read this at the end of the last podcast, but 1 Corinthians 13, and everybody knows that's called the love chapter. Um but I like to do this with 13, four, 4 through 8. It describes love. And where I see where the word love is in there, I'm going to substitute it, read it with, with God because it defines him. So if you look at it this way, it, it reads like this. God endures long and is patient and kind. God is never envious nor boils over with jealousy, is not boastful or vainglorious, does not display himself haughtily. God is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. God is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. God's love in us does not insist on his own rights or his own way, for he is not self-seeking. God is not touchy or fretful or resentful. God takes no account of the evil done to him, He pays no attention to a suffered wrong. God does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. God bears up under anything and everything that comes. He's ever ready to believe the best of every person. God's hopes are fadeless under all circumstances and endures everything without weakening. God never fails, never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. Now, that's amazing. That is amazing. Um, (laughs) That's the amplified version, and I like that because it expounds on everything. When we think of love, God is love, and that's that's it. That defines him. Now, Mm -hmm. that's... That doesn't sound scary or mean or harsh or hateful or, or distant. distant yep. Doesn't say any of that. And if if those are some of the ways that we see him, and we do, then um, it's up to God to uh, teach us that that's not him. To give you a new sight. Yeah. Um, love empowers our belief. The more we believe that he's love and that we are loved by him, the easier it is and the more that we can believe him. Um, I try to make that happen, and I can't. And part of living 
the Christian life is allowing him to do the work in us. Um, it's his job to enable us to grasp the, the truth. We let him do the work. We participate in what he's doing in our lives, and we dance with the truth. And that's a Pastor Steve Eden um, phrase. We dance with the truth. We dance with what he's doing. It's he leads, we follow. Um, and uh, that doesn't sound like work. That sounds like an experience. Um, but we do struggle <laughs> when we when things are happening around us and they never seem to happen one at a time. We, we've had the last few days, just stuff happens that, <laughs> and we're just like, we don't have time for this. And what, what the heck is going on here? Um, we do get to cry out to him and say, we don't get this. We don't understand this. Where are you? Why is this happening? Mm-hmm. Could you help us out a little bit? Maybe throw us a bone. I mean, we've prayed that a million times, right? And he's thrown bones at he's us. Thr- well, not at us. <laughs> sometimes it's sometimes the world. It feels like <laughs> the world throws bones at us. And he, he, yeah. Um, so, you know, he's our dad and we ask for relief and we ask for understanding and we are his kids and kids get to whine to their parents and Lord knows we do that. Yep. Um, one of the things, you know, in, in seeing God and, and, and asking him to reveal himself to us more and more, because that's what it's all about. I used to ask my clients, I still ask them sometimes, what in the situation you're in right now how do you need to see him differently than how you're seeing him good question and what characteristic of god um what characteristic do you need to see in this place what what do you need from him and then and then ask him um so just like i asked rick a few minutes ago what does faithfulness look to you personally what does god as love look like to us personally you have any comment on that before i read this part no i want to this this is said way better than i can say it Mm -hmm. well um if you've listened to us any amount of time at all you know that we really love john lynch and uh he's uh with uh, john lynch speaks is his website and we'll send you that information but john lynch speaks.com um he did a a piece a while back called how he sees you Um, And even though it's called How He Sees You, it's really about who God is. Um, I want to read a few excerpts of this. And if you're interested in getting the entire article, just sign up for the subscription to the podcast study guides and we'll send it to you. So I'm just going to read some of this. He writes, everything you have experienced and felt that is beautiful, kind, true, warm, safe, real, full of laughter, full of joy, full of elation, is directly from him, made custom to your Mm. unique heart. He believes in you. He knows everything about you, and nothing that can be told about you will change his love for you. He'll stay here with you for the whole game. He grieves with you. He never listens to untruth about you. He is your fan, He's your protector. He is always for you. He is every moment bringing circumstances together for his glory and your good. He makes no mistakes for you. He loves you more than you can fathom in your sweetest thoughts. He thinks about you every moment. He is never put off by your unbelief, your distance, your hiding. 
He enters into all of your pain. He never stands aloof. He is at this moment changing your heart to free you to hear him and let him in. He is not ashamed of you, embarrassed of you. He is not sick of one more failure. He never sees you as unfit, not enough, or insufficient. He will not let life or enemies or opponents or slander or sadness or failure or unbelief swallow you up. He knows exactly when to bring water to your desert. (laughs) He hears you. That's huge. He hears you. He He understands the pains, confusion, disappointment, disillusionment, sorrow that no human can enter into. He smiles when your name is brought up. None of what you're going through is ever punishment or because he doesn't love you as much as someone else. When confusing misfortune comes, he gathers his angels to watch your faith. He cheers you on. His delight and love of you is as personal and unique as you are. His power in your life is endless. His ownership of you is secure and solid. His ability to change you in his perfect timing is unerring, even in the things you wrongly blame him for. He does not get angry or defensive. He just heaps more grace, more love, more tenderness onto you. No prayer you cry to him ever, ever is not fully heard, felt, and answered in perfect love. You are never alone, left to go it alone, even when you try to walk away. (laughs) He is holding you, carrying you through every fear, doubt, blinding pain, and devastating disappointment. My goodness. You must have comments about that. Oh, gosh, I'm... It's true. Mm. It is so true. No prayer or you no prayer you cry to him ever ever is not fully heard, felt, felt. answered, felt and answered in perfect love. I like the felt part. <clears throat> he feels your, He feels it. He feels it. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm. <coughs> wow. Hmm. Nobody writes like John Lynch. <laughs> that is beautiful. It's it beautiful. is. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I'll share John Lynch any chance I get. Um there's another another thing that I I remember I was watching uh somebody dance on a, a show on TV several years ago. And it was it was an interpretation of the children's book called The Giving Tree. Mm-hmm. And I remember I had to I had to stop and, and I just cried. I just cried because I just kept seeing it as a picture of God's love. And you guys are probably familiar with that if you have kids. It's mm-hmm. it's a book by Shel uh, Silverstein. <clears throat> and it's just sweet and it's about a tree that gives everything to this little boy because he loves this little boy. And it is just um it just brought me to tears. So I mean, gee, you can find truth about God in things that aren't specifically Christian. Who knew? God is love, mm-hmm. and God is faithful. Mm-hmm. That's his identity. Yeah. And it's our identity. Forever. Yeah, and we just get to learn it. He just keeps getting better and better as time goes on. Yes, 
Yes, he does. Yes, he does. So um, I guess we will get ready for the next one next week. And we're going to talk about what we perceive as obstacles to seeing God's goodness. Yes. Um, Thank you guys for watching and listening. Mm -hmm. And if this helps you or it's touched you in some way, consider supporting us. You can do that at the website, oneness-ministries.org. Um, we would appreciate it. And you can watch all these episodes on that same website. Yeah, you can find all the stuff there. Yes. Um, so anyway, I guess we're done for the day. Happy Valentine's Day, people. Yes. <laughs> Happy I, Valentine's Day, Rick. I get to live with my Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, we should go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bye, guys. Bye.